and boom goes the Episode 55 of Boom Goes a Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, man? I am great. I am ready to cover all three corners of tonight's episode. <laughs> yes. I want to explore all three sides of tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Indeed, we, 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 yeah, I, I, I want to triangulate your opinions say, here, brother. Some would say that I am dying to explore <laughs> all three sides of tonight's episode, but we'll get to it. Um, did you catch the big announcement about the games from uh, AEW? Not, Jeff, not only did I catch it, I streamed it. Ooh. I streamed it, friend. Yes, live on twitch.tv slash We took a look at it live. Uh, we analyzed it. We discussed it. We had some laughs. Yeah, um, interested. I'm very interested in the console game, especially. So, so do tell. Well, you know, if, in in 50 words or less, what what? Uh, there is have? an AEW console game being developed by the same guy who directed No Mercy. And from the looks the of things, AKI engine, like, I believe, through yeah, the, Ukes. The, yeah, the Aki engine and Yukes, the old the old owners of New Japan. Uh, <laughs> and Yukes, who has experience with combat games, they did old UFC games. Mm-hmm. They, were, uh, they were part of that, too. Um, and th- those were the good UFC games. Like, uh, oh, what was the one for PlayStation 2 where every fight ended within, like, 20 seconds from, like, a brutal knockout? Whichever. I, I don't recall. UFC Vengeance or UFC... I don't know, something UFC, some buzzword about fighting. And that one was fun. Like, I remember playing that in high school and like, you you know, you pass the sticks really quickly because it was a lot of action. And from what, you know, the, the demo didn't have any like gameplay. It wasn't a demo. It was just like an early footage type thing. But it looks like a video game. They're not going into like the hyper realism thing, which I think is the right approach. Right. So I'm excited about that. There's also going to be a mobile general manager mode type game and a mobile uh, like poker game coming out soon, too, which, you know, mobile games are mobile games. If you're into mobile games, great. Mobile games are not my thing, yeah. but I'll, I'll try out whatever. Now, I, I, I will say this. Um, I, I understand that they're trying to do something like the Aki engine. Uh, I also understand. I, I think we need to temper our expectations. This will not be virtual pro wrestling three. No. Yeah. But so I do have pretty decent hopes. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, the people involved are gamers. Like the other the thing that AEW has an advantage is that, you know, there Kenny Omega, Aubrey Edwards, who, you know, worked in video games, like there's people, you know, 
with passionate about gaming and people with some gaming background around there. Oh, so wait a minute. Okay, so that that pic I saw somewhere online of like it looked like a a, a white photo and and like Omega and Aubrey Edwards and I think Cody and maybe Brandy they're all wearing white. Is that from this announcement or am I no? So you, I think you might have looked at it wrong. So the bit was it was presented like a like an Apple conference, like a Steve Jobs Apple conference. Right. Okay, that's where I was going. Yeah. So that's... Kenny was dressed like Steve Jobs, and then Aubrey Edwards came out in a referee shirt, but then tore the referee shirt off and rolled down the sleeves and rolled up the turtleneck and was also Steve Jobs. Okay. Uh, yeah, then Britt Baker came out, and she was Britt Steve Baker, Jobs, but she it. had like a cutout on the shoulder and a Gucci belt. Okay, but was still sort of Steve Jobs. And then uh, Cody came out and was not Steve Jobs, because you know what Cody has to. He was Hollywood Cody, right? Cody. And we saw Hollywood Cody tonight too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. Uh, in some, yeah, it sounds like fun with. Uh... Oh, uh, have you? I guess before we get into the show, have you been on wrestling Twitter today? Uh, <laughs> only a smidge. I guess, you know, today's been a day of wrestling Twitter yelling at each other, and we usually do bring that up, like, when the subject is fresh. So I guess we could... I don't have a whole lot to say about today's uh, wrestling Twitter nonsense. Well, what um, was wrestling today's wrestling Twitter nonsense? Because I I, could, I, I, I was deep in other things. The, the, there were two things. The one being um, some discourse about GCW in particular running touring indie shows indoors during these uncertain times well you know uh, I, I i can't say I'm, I'm really for it but well yeah so so uh in response to one of their ads for their show in vegas um re- former wrestling podcaster and twitter personality kath barbadoro posted the red big red covid map that's going around i'm right. sure you've seen the big red covid map that's going around that's yes. basically something we're fucked and uh, Brett and, and Kath got into it, which led to a bunch of other wrestling Twitter figures and pro wrestlers themselves getting into it. And it just turned into a lot of people yelling at each other. Um, I don't have a lot to say to it about it besides I wish that everyone was just getting paid to stay at home. And then we wouldn't have to worry about arguing with each other about these things. Um, and then right. the other thing apparently was like, uh, were the Bella Twins more influential than the Young Bucks? Which to me, that's real easy. Yeah, obviously they are. Okay, absolutely. I, I have no, no I have we're, no opinion because I have, completely missed the whole Bella Twins thing. Well, so. you know, the Young Bucks were never in an Atreyu video, so that seals the deal for me. <laughs> the Young Bucks never played sexy vampire chicks in an Atreyu video. Well, there you have it. That's at discourse over. There you have it. Um, and the Young should, Bucks don't, can't listen. Like there is no way that they were allowed to listen to Atreyu. Their Bible camp asses would be like, "Nope, vampires are a kind of devil." We're not allowed. Uh, shout out to Kath Barbadoro, though. I, was, I, I met her at... Um, I, 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 I bumped into her at uh, at uh, Madison Square Garden during uh, the G1 Supercar during that interminable uh, ROH title ladder match in which I walked laps around MSG because there was oh, no yeah. fucking way I was watching I, that I think match. I've, I think I probably brought this up on the, to- on the podcast before, but I entertained myself throughout that match by being the one person in my section cheering for Matt Taven. <laughs> which was a lot of fun. I just, I don't, and I don't watch Ring of Honor. I don't really, I don't think I knew who Matt Taven even was prior to that <laughs> night, but I decided that I was going to cheer very hard for Matt Taven and see how mad people got at me. And the answer was very, the answer well, was they got very mad. And then I bounced after Kenny or after, uh, uh after Okada's entrance. Uh, so I could go to spring break. Well, you missed a good match. 
I know, I know, but sorry, Jay White, I wanted to go to spring break. Um, but anyway, yeah, I bumped into Kath Barbadora there, and uh, she's pretty cool. So, yeah, Kath, nice. I've talked about my uh, uh, love for WrestleSplania. I think it's a great podcast. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of miss her on that show, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's but uh, Kath and Rachel are great. Yep. Uh, did you watch Dark, or was there even a Dark? There was a Dark. Uh, there were some matches that looked kind of interesting too, but I did not get around to it. Okay, and on that positive note speaking of shows that we're not being watched we go live to episode <laughs> 55 of aew dynamite uh live from daily space in jacksonville florida your host jim ross tony shivani and excalibur and i missed the first 40 minutes of this show because well, i had because i have youtube tv and there was an outage of youtube so well jeff i, I, I missed. guess you better just uh Shut up and let me host, buddy. I guess Let's so. So, so Paul, those knuckles. So Paul Sebastian. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh, let me yeah, get. Yeah. Like, I want to get one of those little like tuning harmonicas. Be like, Ooh. okay, I'm on. I'm on key. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, with that, m- m- we're m- live, Mr. Sebastian. You have the con. We're live to AEW Dynamite. Your host tonight: Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and sometimes Eddie Kingston. Also, sometimes Taz. Right now. Um, the, so the, the show opens with a Taz promo and, uh, he's talking about how people are do, I gotta be honest with you. I was sitting down to a delicious steak dinner at the beginning of the show. So <laughs> I was really kind of involved okay, from for, for, for what steakhouse Before I, before I uh, my, from, from my fucking grill, man, you think I'm going to a restaurant? Oh. It's Georgia. Okay, man. I, uh, I grilled some delicious New York strips. Um, with some with some zucchini and squash Ooh. and some roasted potatoes. Oh man, absolutely delicious! I'll probably post pictures of it uh, somewhere. This is my kind of dinner. Yeah, just a just a beautiful little couple of New York strips uh, on the charcoal grill. Real good stuff. So I was kind of enjoying that while Taz was you know doing Taz stuff. Uh, he gets to where he wants to give Cage a match. It's with Matt Seidel. So we're going to open the show with a Brian Cage, Matt Seidel match. Uh, again, I was eating a steak dinner during most of this match. However, from what I saw, it seemed totally fine and it ended with a Brian Cage victory. Uh, all that said, this was just to lead to a Cody promo. Uh, like we got all this stuff. We hit commercial. I got. Yeah. Um, all this stuff was kind of just a blur to me. Again, steak dinner. <laughs> So Jeff, what what were you, what were you doing during this forty minutes that this wasn't working? What'd you do? Um, mostly just waited patiently to see if the uh, the feed would come up. Just and, uh, refresh. Did you watch other YouTube videos? Did you try to watch a different YouTube video? Like no, in your because, search? No, what, no, because okay, this is the right. Like what 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 things did you try to do to test your internet, thinking that it didn't work? Well, I mostly I I uh, rebooted my Fire Stick about five times. Okay. Um, got to unplug tr- it and plug it back in. You always got to troubleshoot. Try to uh, yeah. I, I tried other apps and they were working fine. Uh, tried YouTube TV on my phone and that you know crapped itself. So then I was like, oh okay, so it's yeah. So it, it, it's the it's the site, not <laughs> not. So, uh- we, as professional wrestling podcasters, we were definitely paying attention to the beginning of this. Now, you know, it was your, it was a Taz promo. It was a Cage Seidel match. Uh, Seidel's good at wrestling, so it's like I saw him do a couple of things that looked cool. Um, and then we got, yeah, to a Cody promo. Um, this was weird. This first parts of the show, like the parts that you missed, were weird to me. The pacing was strange. The just the whole thing. So Cody's cutting a promo. He's congratulating Darby Allen. Uh, 
you know, he says, I did it on social media, but I do it here. He's good, all this other stuff. And he gets pretty swiftly interrupted by uh, a new girl. We have a uh, a new young lady uh, named Jade Cargill, and she cut a pretty long-winded promo uh, that was pretty scripted and kind of stiff, I'll be honest. Uh, Jade Cargill seems pretty green. The acting was not exactly top-notch. Um, but she said that uh, I represent her. I'm I, something about giants, and you're a giant killer, but I have a real giant. And then she walked away for a minute and then was like, oh, one more thing. The giant is Shaq. Oh, goodness gracious. That's And then she left. Are you so, kidding me? I am not. Like, you think this is a bit? Like, I could totally be, I like, because you didn't watch this show, Jeff, I could say anything I want to you right now, and you'd have to believe me. I could have just been like, yeah, uh, actually, Steve Irwin's been alive this whole time, and he's faked his own death in order just to come back and do the exotic animal trainer gimmick that I was telling you about. (laughs) Steve Irwin, the whole time, it was me. It was me all along. That might have been the the best segment we've ever done. Uh, We have have fun here at Boom Goes the Dynamite. So, yeah, literally Shaquille O'Neal apparently is coming tw dynamite good golly miss molly that's what happened there uh jeff your thoughts on shaquille o'neal being a part of AEW dynamite potentially uh you know i I, i'm sure it's just because the the network wants you know a tnt personality on the show he's definitely gettable and remember i mean well you weren't watching wwe but uh four years ago maybe five years ago maybe four uh, he was in like their Andre the Giant Battle Royale, the one they do uh, like on the WrestleMania pre-show every year. Yeah, yeah. And then they teased a match for him with the Big Show, but apparently it fell through negotiations or something. Uh, they couldn't get it done. So he was supposed to have a match with the Big Show at a WrestleMania. So, hey, he gets to fulfill his dream and get in the ring. So cool, I guess. Shaq's you know, funny. Shaq is a funny guy, and I think it'll be fun to have him like on the mic and doing stuff on Dynamite. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, the celebrity gimmick wrestling says, oh, wait, that's right. AEW is, uh, trying to be the new WCW. I forgot. AEW is sports, Jeff. It's sports focused and Shaq played real sports. Thank you very much. So, uh, what happened after? I would like if they just got Dennis Rodman and he was, uh, dressed like, uh, like a North Korean, uh, diplomat. <laughs> I would be really into that. Like oh him and boy. just like he's got like a Juche gang with him. Oh I'd be super. And they're wearing like the big pants. You know how they all have like the really big like it's cool. Like North Korean fashion is great, especially like military because they're basically wearing Jinkos. Like their pant legs go all the way like over the shoes. It's a great cut. You know, no one ever talks about <laughs> North Korean style. And I think that they should be praised for that. I think after the Gundam style thing, I think maybe they don't want to talk That's about any different- sort of style. <laughs> So, uh, okay, after that, what I miss? Uh, Team Taz came out and beat down Cody, like, right after. Um, then Darby came and saved Cody, and then Will Hobbs showed up for some reason, too. And they were all just kind of like, hey, sup? And that was it. That was the <laughs> second. Was it, was a, it was weird. The whole thing was weird to me. Uh, I didn't understand why any of it was happening. It, I I turned over to my girlfriend and... Like asked her like if I was like having us like a delusion or if I just like got too high and ate too much steak and like wasn't understanding what was going on. 
Uh, but no, the whole like the 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 whole first like twenty minutes of the show were were pretty weird for me. Um, but yeah, there they are. They're there. Uh, more teasing of Team Taz against Cody and Darby. We'll see if anything comes of that. Uh, and then we go to we go to break and we come back to the bunkhouse match. Did you get in there in time for the bunkhouse match? No, I I, I it finally came up during the commercial break of the bunkhouse okay. match. So before you, so not what for, tell me. Like going in blind, what is a bunkhouse match to well, you? Yeah. Like when I say bunkhouse match to you, what does that mean? Uh, people wearing uh, t-shirt and jeans, and um, you know, using weapons, no DQ, and basically it was just the the template for pretty much every match in ECW after 1995. Right, right. What if it was a crunk house match, and they were just listening to Lil John while? uh wrestling hey just, you know what i'm down i'd be down for Lil some, john and the east side boys i'd be down for some Lil john and the east side boys i would be down for that too i mean hey they had uh no yeah. limit. If, hey if this is wcw they had the no limit yeah uh uh records crew yes they did uh in wcw so and i uh, can't wait for you guys to get to that dave and lee <laughs> on, <laughs> on days of thunder uh the uh the great all-time number one single rap is crap oh boy West Texas Rednecks, fronted by a guy from Minnesota. A perfect, a perfect man. A perfect man <laughs> is the perfect song. Uh, I did see. Oh, no. uh, what happened to Curtis Axel? Is he doing anything now since he got shit canned? I have absolutely no idea. No, uh, no love for Curtis Axel, uh, son, of, son of perfection. Yes, yes. Uh, I did see though, because uh, people. We're, we're hitting me up about, uh, I guess, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega is going to happen on December this on the December second episode of Dynamite. Yes, and Kenny Omega does uh, mention that in a promo uh, a little bit later on in the show. They do talk about it a little bit as well. Yeah, I want to talk about that promo when we get there. But I mean, it's, so, it's cool that this is going to happen on an episode of Dynamite because that episode is going to rock. Um. So yeah, I did come in halfway through the bunkhouse match, and I did the notice bunkhouse that- match was fun. I did notice that the blade was, oh, my God. <laughs> More like the bleed, am I right? Oh, Jesus, God. Yeah, that was like both uh, a lot of color. That was a uh, and, and shout out to Peter Winson of uh, Greetings from Allentown, late of this network. Uh, he's off doing his own thing now. But, yeah, the, he, he would call this a, uh, a, a five alarm Lucha blade job. <laughs> Very uh, uh, interesting to see a match with a Rhodes where the Rhodes is the one that doesn't bleed. Right, yeah. Um, Dustin's now, like, nah, you guys are bleeding tonight. I don't feel like <laughs> it. Now, I, I, okay, now I have some real issues with the setup of this match. Not the bunkhouse part. What I have issues with is it, it, it's the same weird issue that wrestling in general has about, about couples, especially married couples, because the whole way that you know from the time i was paying attention jim ross kept calling Allie a, a jezebel and we're, we're supposed just to... very funny that he's using an incredibly old-timey term like that and you know it's like and, and somehow the the blade is the heel in this because he because his wife returned to him now well, I, I, I can understand the part that you know she ripped off qt marshall i understand that part <laughs> but hey, you gotta get the bag you gotta get the bag but, you know, it's like, it, it's just wrestling in general has this weird problem with, you know, if it's a heel couple, whoever is trying to break them up is somehow automatically the baby face. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on here. 
you know, well, it, you know it, it, it's co- like, well, basically, well, you know, it's basically, you know, every, every, you know, thing, every feud that Miro ever had when he was over in, in, in WWE. I mean, I think it just further proves that wrestling is cuck shit. It just is what it is. <laughs> we're all, we're all, we're all cucks for watching this with literal cuck storylines. Uh, and we just have to live with it. You know what? You may not be wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, Natural Nightmares wins. Yes, uh, there's Blade some was spots. Like, the, there were like the bloody mess. The the ladder spots were good. Um, the butcher hitting Dustin's ladder with the chair and making the really loud noise was very effective. Always like those type of spots. They always just feel very impactful, even though you know, like no one actually got hit with anything. Yeah, just give me more loud noises. Kind, 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 kind of like the 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 Matt Hardy spot. I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. See, yeah, I'm I'm easy to entertain, man. You make a loud noise, and I'll probably react to it. Just make it loud, and it'll be fine. It doesn't have to hurt. And on that note, next we had a Matt Hardy promo. Big yes, up, it was like up. a recap, yes. sort of. But he's big uh, upping was, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he was like, "You you were good, but I you're good, but I still had to delete you." Yeah, but because I deleted you, you're going to be better now. Yep, he got uh, addition through deletion. It makes sense to somebody. Some to some to me, maybe. Hold on, I'm gonna have another drink and then maybe it might. Now, you know, I my unabashed love for Matt Hardy has been on display very often throughout this podcast. I'm glad that this part of things is over. We'll get to Sammy Guevara because he shows up later in the show, but uh, we'll see. We'll, I guess we'll just say we'll put a pin. Yeah, in that we, part we, we, yeah. We may have transitioned into what Sammy Guevara is doing next as we get to. The induction into the inner circle of MJF and Mark did you Lowe. notice? Uh, did you also notice that uh, plug for that website they have now, AEW Dynamite Arena? No. So right before the uh, seg- the uh, inner circle introduction segment, they uh, plug this website AEW Arena AEW dot com, and it's like a three sixty tour. And it's like a maybe like an alternate reality game type deal. It's like you click around parts of the ring, and there's like different like video clips and different stuff, like different like moments and and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Now, one thing I did notice, um, they've changed the presentation somewhat because I did notice during the bunkhouse match, you know, when I finally came up, that there was like it, it's like red mats or red carpet on. Around the ring now. I think that was specifically there because of the inner circle induction ceremony. Maybe it's but it's possible, it's but it was there the whole night. So yeah, and I was wondering about that. So that's but, it's hard to tell. I guess we'll see by next week. One thing they did also, change that you didn't see is the opening credits. So it's the same music, but they did change the opening credit video. Well, no, I didn't see the opening. I did not that's see new. that, but I also noticed that they changed the font on the Chiron. That I didn't notice. Actually. Yes, they, they they changed the font and the and the the uh, the, the the graphic design of, of the Chiron. Like the the next week graphics is like you know some in like some brackets now. I am um, a professional and I pay attention. So yeah, so th- yeah, which is fine. I mean, you know, the Dynamite's had the same presentation for a, you know a little About over a year. A year. Yeah, so, making those small adjustments and stuff is nice. And uh, like I said, the opening video was kind of nice instead of it being like the still frames and like the bright colors and stuff it's more clip focused uh but it looks good i think that that production quality is nice yeah so yeah i I, like i said i did notice the uh i did notice the change there so 
Uh, so we get to the induction ceremony between MJF and into the inner circle. And I noticed that right before they, they started, it seemed like there was more licensed music or could that have been like, could that have been Fozzie? That wasn't Fozzie. I, brother, yeah, I, mean, I, I like to think of myself as like a Fozzie expert and connoisseur, but it wasn't no Fozzie. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, sir, I, don't know. I went to that band and I said, you, sir, are no Fozzie. <laughs> But yeah, it was yeah again more po- possibly licensed music, but um, licensed music that isn't Jane. Next, move on. Yeah. Don't care. It's not Jane. Don't care. Uh, so we have the uh, the, the full inner circle come out, except Sammy Guevara is not there, conspicuously missing from yes. the full. Huh. Um, I mean, he has been deleted. That's true. Um, MJF then proceeds to recite a poem that was a complete lift of. Dre, of some song by Dre. It was the lyrics to Isaiah Velasquez's entrance song. (laughs) Uh, Midwest indie wrestling fans, shout out. Know what's up there. I know who Isaiah Velasquez is. Yeah, no, you Um, did. So the listeners. uh, With with that, uh, Ortiz loses I was was really hoping he was going to say all the lyrics to that (laughs) verse. But Uh, he uh, he made some very crucial edits. Indeed. Is all I'll say. Some very... Very crucial edits. Um, Ortiz uh, then kind of loses his mind a little bit, and Jericho has to step in. But then uh, MJF decides to celebrate Jericho's birthday, and we get a mishap with balloons because <laughs> not a single one of them hit the ring. <laughs> they, all, they did not. The, they the went the everywhere else. They needed to go. Now I'm just imagining uh, MJF doing the lyrics with Booker T and Vince McMahon sitting behind the corner like, come on. Come on, come on! Yeah, uh, I, I I know what you're getting at, Paul. Um, and they're just got that like that that mischievous child smile on their face, like yes, yes, yes. But then it doesn't happen, which is good. It's good that it doesn't happen. Uh, so MJF is treating the rest of the inner circle to a trip to Vegas, which I think uh, what color is Nevada right now on that COVID map? Literally every state besides Vermont is dark red. So great. <laughs> Unless you're going to visit Bernie, you're pretty fucked. Yeah, so, uh, so I guess that'll be next week. We're all gonna get into a plane and we're gonna go to Las Vegas for this segment and travel some more. I mean, at this point, like whatever, these guys are fucking flying, you know. Yeah. Uh. So that I guess that's happening next week. So, uh, yeah. we then get a recap of FTR versus the Young Bucks, which uh, then transitions into a Young Bucks promo where they kind of sidestep the idea of a rematch with FTR for now, but then promise a match next week against a new tag team called Top Flight. Who I guess they, have... I they were supposed to wrestle Top Flight a couple of weeks ago, and then they scrapped it, right? And uh, then I don't I know. Think the whole reason that that, re- that match was late scrapped is because the plan was supposed to be for them to do it after they had the belts, uh. is my guess. It's probably a scheduling thing. But yeah, um, hear good things about Top Flight. I don't know how much I've seen of them, but it should be fun. It's cool that they're going to be fighting champions and give other tag teams a shot instead of just going right back to the same couple of guys, right? Yeah. Because the young folks have wrestled pretty much everyone on the roster already. That's true. So yeah, let's get some new blood. I mean, this tag team division rocks. They're deep. They're robust. There's a lot of still really good matchups there. There's a lot of tag teams that can be, be built back up. The FTR rematch is always there. 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited. To, I'd like to see them be fighting champions for a little bit. Let's get some guys from, you know, other promotions. Um, let's get some of the lesser known tag teams a shot. Let's get the natural nightmares their shot. They've been up there. They have a good uh, record. They got a win tonight against the butcher and the blade. So eh, why not? Our third match of the evening is, oh, Jesus Christ, Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. And yes, I know that there's a storyline behind it, but I, I really well, don't need Sean Spears on my TV. Aw, he seems nice. Mm-hmm. Seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the whole match was, was prelude to get to, you know, the sneaking the, the, the loaded glove. And Sean Spears gets the win on Scorpio Sky. And... Uh, I will say a couple of things. There was a couple of really good Scorpio spots, including the Scorpio Deathlock, uh, as aptly named by JR, which I really like. Yes, indeed. Scorpio Sky's a star. Uh, I don't like to see him lose to fucking Sean Spears, but uh, hey, he's on TV, so that's cool. Yeah, yay. Yay, people on TV. Yay, mo- people mo- on TV. Mo- moving on, because I don't want to devote more time to Sean Spears than I need to. Um, but speaking of Canadians... We have Dasha Gonzalez and Alex Alex Marvez trying to get words from Kenny Omega. Um, and once again, we, we now have the biggest problem I've had with the whole Kenny Omega thing is that the whole gimmick right now with Kenny Omega rides on the fact that he was good in New Japan. <laughs> I mean, he was good in New Japan, though. Yes, he was, but that's his gimmick in AEW. Is he, I was good in another company. I mean, he's been good in AEW, though. What do you, I don't think that's really fair because he literally has been good in AEW. Like, he was a tag team champion. He's a, he's the number one contender for the AEW belt right now. He's responsible for a couple of the best matches that the promotion has has had to date. I mean, who's to say he's not been really, really good here? I, he, he has been. I mean, I'm not saying that, but that's not what he's focusing on. We keep They keep going back to... His time in New Japan. Well, I think that's to kind of say, hey, you know, I'm the singles wrestler I was now versus, you know, I made myself into a tag team guy, you know, for what was best for me at the time. But now I want to get back into that groove that you all remember me from. And, you know, calling back to the five star, six star, seven star matches. Like, that's a that's well, that's yeah, a thing but, to get heat, right? Well, like, yeah. yeah, this is like a character that has layers that like. Kenny Omega is polarizing no matter how you present him. If you present him as the good guy, he's going to be split down the middle with fans. If you present him as the bad guy, he's going to be split down the middle with fans. So you don't necessarily have to have him go hard one way or the other because he's always going to split the fan base. He's a polarizing guy. Right, but at the same time, that's also bullshit because what was what first got him notice? Uh, being really good at wrestling, right? Specifically? Uh, wrestling in a lake house for DDT. Keep going. Uh, In a tag team with Kota Ibushi? Where yeah, he, Golden he, Lovers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's Golden Lovers. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, th- this whole thing is like, I- I'm not a tag team guy. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Well, I think that's very funny. Like, the refusal to acknowledge Kota, like, kind of goes deep. And I think at some point, I really, truly do, and I've said this before, I truly do believe we see Kota Ibushi in an AEW ring. Yeah. I it really believe that it, it won't be any time before January 4th. I'll tell you that no. much. No, it will not. And probably not in the time within the next year or two, but like before it's all said and done. Oh, I'm sure before it's all said and done, he will. Our fourth match of the evening, uh, the, the, the women's segment of the program, Ty Conti versus red velvet, two incredibly talented prospects on their roster. How, whose half of their match was spent during commercial break. Woo. 
Yeah, yeah. Including the part where they fade the picture and picture out into just a commercial break. Yeah, pretty good stuff. But uh, Ty and Red Velvet both showed up, had a really nice performance. There was a couple little weird slips towards the end and some timing issues here and there. It does happen. Um, there was like a spot where uh, Anna Jay gave Ty Conti a chair, said, hey, use the chair. Ty Conti slides it back, says, no, I don't want to use the chair. I'm going to do it the right way instead. But then after like she got hit and then kicked out, she like did this weird like point back to Anna Jay as if something was supposed to happen with Anna Jay and then nothing happened. And she just went back to the match. And that was like a really weird thing that kind of threw the timing off uh, yeah. of the match. But, uh, you know, solid finish and uh, Ty gets the win. I did like the I did like I, I did like the fact that Ty did not want to cheat and 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 and, and you know win the right way, which you know evident, eminently pissed off Anna Jay because you can yeah, see that she she's not happy. Or Dark Order side just yet, and Anna Jay wants her. Obviously, Anna Jay is there to recruit her to Dark Order, right? Like right. That's the whole point of this, and she's not doing uh, Dark Ordery stuff yet. Yeah. So you gotta um, you gotta get Ty Conti to break bad. You have to get her into the van and have her cook the meth. So you gotta to get into so, the Winnebago. So you gotta to cook that meth, cook so the proverbial meth. Um, Ty Conti came out in like a like a large pair of jeans and a beanie. And was like, "Yo, wrestling, bitch! <laughs> Yo, Mister White, we got a wrestling match today, bitch." <laughs> um, have you have you had any uh, notice any uh, proclivities of, of Red Velvet? Well, she tried to kill me, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> We then go backstage and I uh, the one who wrestles. <laughs> oh God! Oh boy! Uh, we then go backstage and MJF in the inner circle are celebrating uh, their trip to Vegas next week. And then Sammy Guevara shows up. Saying hey, that, there he is. He's hey. un, the undeleted Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, he went and right clicked and pressed undo on yeah. his deletion. There you go. And uh, he claims that MJF sent him a, only one email telling him to, to go to the beach. I think it's very cool that Sammy Guevara uh, gets an email from one of his coworkers that says go to the beach and he doesn't check with anybody. And on a work day, like on the same day that everyone wrestles every Wednesday, he's just like, you know what? That's legit. That checks out. That's legit. Let's go yeah, to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Yeah. Let's let's just go to quote yeah. unquote the beach. I mean, so I mean, yeah, it, it's it's pretty obvious that there's some dissension happening in the circle and we're probably going to see that in vegas too absolutely so here's the thing i wanted to get to with sammy guevara what was the point of quote unquote deleting him if he just comes back normal what's the what's the difference what is the uh, yeah, I, 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 i'm getting deletion? maybe the whole thing with matt hardy is going to evolve into now matt hardy is going to take uh sammy under his wing and, and show right, him. but like literally zero of that was on display here he doesn't look changed he doesn't feel changed. He has no mannerism changes, no attitude changes. He doesn't even, it's like, it's like the match never happened. If you were to watch this segment in a vacuum, you'd be like, nothing happened. Yeah, you know no, what I, mean? I, I, like, I what agree. What's the point of this? Why present Sammy in this way if there's going to be any movement forward with it? Or is this just, we just did the deletion match and like the, the deletion doesn't mean anything which sucks it diminishes this whole matt hardy thing and makes it kind of a fucking joke to the fans instead of it being something that's like impactful and that matters and that we can come back to because now you know if matt wants to do any more deletion quote-unquote matches what's it going to matter to the the other person the other subject no no you got a good point i agree so 
uh, that's weird to me. Um, I get we have an inner circle storyline, but you got you know if you're gonna do this, if Sammy Guevara is gonna be the subject of this feud and be in this Matt Hardy match, you have to have you know a plan for this uh, going forward. It doesn't seem like there's a plan. Yeah, you might be right. And I guess we're, we'll well, I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks. Um, well, we then get a recap hey, of Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian, which, hey, there's going to be a singles match next week. Huzzah. Yeah, can hey, we please hey, move hey. on from this stupid angle now? Yeah, I would like Orange Cassidy to be using his time more productively. I would also like Miro to be using his time more productively. And I would like Kip Sabian and Penelope to just get back to what they were doing and have Penelope doing singles matches again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, they took something that was working and, and completely hosed it basically yeah it's it's strange that like they made the one decision that was bad for everyone involved right but there we go <laughs> you hate to see it you really do uh shortly before our main event of the evening eddie kingston comes out to retake his his time at the uh at the, at the announce table saying that he, he's got to live with uh you know saying I quit to John Moxley, but he, he will one day be a world champion, which I hope he is. Did you see Eddie Kingston's Joker chain? I did. Oh my God. I, I did see that. <laughs> it's so cool. That, that... You want to know how I got these chains? <laughs> Who was the rapper who kept getting his chain snatched? It was always like some stupid, something like a Batman chain or like an Autobot oh, chain. Do you remember who? I don't was? know. I know Six Nine has been snatched, has his chain snatched before. Oh, he, you know, uh, uh, snatched and snitched. Yes. The the two Tupac's death allegedly happened over a chain stealing incident, but you know, I allegedly, 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 big allegedly there. Um. No, I'm not, you know, chain snatching is definitely a thing. I would, if you want to pick people to snatch chains from Eddie Kingston is about as low on that list as he can get. Uh, I saw Eddie Kingston throw a fucking fan shirt over his head, hockey fight style at AAW just for getting too close to him. So, uh, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not snatching the Joker chain. Yeah. Uh, we then get our main event of the evening, and oh yes, I am so glad this was the main event of the evening. Has uh, to be, had to be. You have no choice. Penta no other match it could be. Penta El Cerro Miedo contra Rey Phoenix. Um, y dos. Y dos. Um, so I'm just going to point out two out of the last three Dynamites have had Penta El Cerro Miedo in singles matches in the main event. Well, that that's because they're smart and they know what to do. Because when Penta's wrestling, he's a main eventer. That's just the way it works. It's how that works. How can you put him lower on your card? He's incredible. This match ruled and ah we, just straight up lucha libre and we got we got everything we even got mask rips we we we, we saw both phoenix's and penta's faces this was like a triple a pay-per-view match yeah i mean you you would have thought that this was like the main event of, of, of triple mania that's what it felt like. It literally felt like a, like a AAA pay-per-view. Like, it really did. With the, with the mask tearing and the real hard-hitting, impactful stuff, the big kicks, um, just everyone was... They were working real hard, man. This one really went... And, like, Penta and Phoenix always bring it, but they really brought it, man. Yeah, that was... Oh, God. 
this was this was just so good. Very, it was a pleasure to watch. Yeah, it, it was a real treat. Yeah, I, I am so glad this was the main event. And I, I, again, and Phoenix's I, I, uh, Phoenix's corkscrew dive uh, over the rope today was oh that tornillo. Yeah, it was especially crisp. Yeah, the tornillo was great. Um, how, how about well, the, the package pile driver on the apron was real and, rough, and, and then the 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 destroyer. Yeah, yeah. From the from the uh, from the apron too. Good. Oh, match a lot of really tough uh, kicks too. Uh, just yeah, it was great. Eddie Kingston was a lot of fun on commentary. Really like nailing, was. you know, the importance of competition and really putting over Pentagon as like the guy and like was really more focused on Pentagon than Phoenix. And we're about to see why. Uh yeah. So a- after the match, uh, Penta wins. Um, basically just destroying Phoenix with another package driver. Um. Afterwards, Eddie Kingston comes to the ring, kicks Phoenix out of the ring, Ooh. which, you know, Penta didn't really take that kindly to, I don't think. He kind of looked like, uh, like the fuck, bro, what, the fuck what do you mean? Yeah, Kingston says, you don't need your brother. You only need me. You're the best. You don't need any of these people. You just need me. Uh, it, he's like, oh, what, home, hold, hold on, homeboy. And then he's we like, get... maybe I don't need you. Maybe I do need my brother. And maybe, oh, just maybe yes. I need someone else. Oh yes, Billy the Fish, the bastard, is back. <laughs> Woo! Let's go! Let's fucking go! I marked out so hard, dude. I got so excited. Oh my god! That this, this is like we've talked about, you know, Death Triangle ad nauseum on this podcast, and our disappointment with Death Triangle not being able to be a thing, and you know, the Kingston Goon being a good consolation prize for us. But this is the exact best way to bring back Pack. This is perfect. This is brilliant. Oh, and you know what? Yeah. Something I didn't even think about too much. We did talk about this once, like about Pack maybe taking back his boys, but I didn't really think of it as a serious possibility. And yet here it is. Here it is. Eddie Kingston and Pack feuding, dude. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, one more. We, you know, eventually we're going to have to have the 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 Kingston Butcher and Blade versus El Triangulo de la Muerte. Uh, Tag, you know, the six-man match. I think um, that's the match that is the final undoing of Kingston Goon. What I think will happen, you're going to have Pack and uh, Butcher next week. It's going to lead to more, or not, I'm sorry, Pack and Blade next week. Should correct myself there. Yeah. Pack v Blade next week. I expect that match to lead to more dissension there. I think you get the six-man match, and Death Triangle winning is what gets Butcher and Blade to walk away from Kingston. But we also need to continue this Penta main event push on Dynamite somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to put him in the main event when he's wrestling, so I expect him to be high on the card in every match he's in. Um, I don't know what we're going to see from them next week outside of, I think, maybe just Death Triangle stuff. I think maybe that they're at Pac's side, and it, you know, again, leads to this whole thing blowing up, which I'm very excited about. Pac is back, folks. Pac yeah, I, I, I am I am very much into this now, and I'm so glad that Pack is back because that 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 adds a, a an element to to AEW's presentation that has been missing. Yeah, since he's lockdown. a tremendous shot in the arm to this entire show. He's great. Uh, the intensity was there. Him and Kingston's kind of face off and a uh, big pull apart there was really impactful. Uh, he looks great. I'm I'm really excited, man. This uh, gives me a lot of hope for the, the coming weeks uh, and the winter on uh, AEW Dynamite. Yeah, I agree. So, and with that, we fade out of episode 55. Of-
AEW Dynamite. Um, I I can't really give too many pros and cons because I you know it's not fair. I missed you know a significant chunk of the show. Pack is back. That's all that matters. Literally one thing matters, and that's that pack is back. You know, I can oh, live with what? that. There's, I have one final thought because we didn't talk about Darby Allen much on this show. Darby was like in the stands for the beginning in the promos part and just brooding like super hard. Right. You know, really brooding. And it something dawned on me while okay. watching Darby Allen brood. Go Cody ahead. Rhodes thinks he's Jon Snow, but he's actually Rob Stark. And Darby Allen is truly Jon Snow. Is this where I admit that I've never watched Game of Thrones and I have not read any of the, the Song of Ice and Fire? Brother, I got some books for you. <laughs> Although, I will say this. in at, at the very first C2E2 in 2010, I did end up uh, having a couple of beers with George R.R. R. Martin because uh, it was oh, wow. part of a thing. Yeah, this is like right before. This was My king. My liege. This was right before, you know, the, the TV show premiered. And, you know, I, I had mostly known George R. R. Martin because of his other series called Wild Cards. Ah, you're a Wild Cards guy. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I've always been a big fan of Wild Cards. Ah, nice. So, yeah, that, so that was nice. And I, I did get to hear him read a little bit of, I think it, it was what became Dance with Dragons. Okay. Nice. That, yeah, that would have been around that time. Yeah, the fifth book. That would have been the same timing. That makes sense. So, yeah. So that that was... Uh, yeah, so yeah, George R. R. Martin, nice guy. Don't... Uh, I, I, George I R. 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 Martin rules. He does not need to finish any more books, in my estimation. If he doesn't do The Winds of Winter, I don't even care. He gave me five great books that I love. Uh, he can do whatever he wants, man. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of the online talk about, uh, you know... People, you know, wanting to force him to finish. What do you, the what do you think happens first? The Winds of Winter coming out or Cyberpunk 2077 getting released? <laughs> well, I see a December uh, release date. Is that not? Oh, do you? Do you see a December release date? Uh, that's that's uh, cool. You can, uh, you can uh, see it all you want. At least on the billboards that are yeah, all over can, the city. You can see it. You can look at it. You can observe it. But that that's not the case. I mean, I, I wouldn't bet on it at this point. Every they It was supposed to come out like two weeks ago, I think. Mm, okay. Something like that. So it's been delayed and delayed. It's one of those deals. You know, Almost as much as uh, the half, not even close, but the AEW games thing was delayed a half hour. I'm getting off track here. But yeah, that was a half hour late, which is wow. why, one of the reasons I didn't watch Dark. Wow, I just wow. Didn't wow. something with gaming involving Kenny Omega was delayed. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Uh, yeah, shout out to CEO X New Japan uh, 2018. Um, so they, uh, you know, there used to be the old joke about uh, the Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy album, which was oh, I remember. Are, 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 are we going to? Uh, that's an, that's we, an we, old we, school we, meme. That's one of my first memes that I really remember. Well, here's is, the thing. Yeah, the, it, Chinese it, democracy. Yeah, this was the the the, the joke is that it, are, are we going to get Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy or Democracy in China first? Well. I mean, shout out China. They're doing pretty good. I'll swear my loyalty to President Xi right now. Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. Um, you can find me in the glorious Republic of China serving uh, my liege, uh, President Xi Jinping. Also, you can f uh, follow me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV. Uh, follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash ThickFlare. Uh, we do all kinds of fun stuff over there. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, hey, you know what? Something we did forget to I, I did forget to point out. Um, 
the the timing of the the Omega Moxley match. What's the timing? The timing is it's on December the second. They're not waiting which, until a pay per view, which yeah, yeah. maybe lines it up mind. nicely for someone who maybe needs to quarantine for two weeks uh, upon arrival in Japan. Oh, that does make sense, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It's very interesting. So that's very interesting. Something to something to think about, folks. Put a pin in that. And what's the show's Twitter, my friend? Oh, at BGTD Podcast on Twitter. That's BGTD, like boom goes the dynamite, BGTD Podcast. Follow us on Twitter there, where I post sometimes. You can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter, at GD Wessel. Uh, I'm sure you saw that uh, uh, here on this fine network that uh, we released a new Strong Style Story episode uh, on Yay. Monday. So, uh Previewing the the forthcoming uh, World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors 27 uh, combined tour. So uh, so check that out. Also, shout out to Yen Press for releasing uh, digitally, at least. I don't think that there's a print edition of this. They they released the uh, an English edition of the Higher and Higher uh, New Japan Academy manga. Which is like, oh, wow. it, it takes like basically, you know, focusing on Tetsuya Naido, but it's the, uh, you know, basically the last eight years of New Japan storylines um, in the context of uh, a, a, a shonen high school battle manga. Oh, that sounds fun. Actually. Oh, it, it is. It is magnificent. It, it's great. I love it. It's, I've been uh, trying to get some more animes. I won't get too hard into it since we're getting out of here, but uh, I've been watching JoJo's and like Hunter Hunter and stuff like that. And oh, uh, a lot of go. fun. Right on. So, all right. Uh, so I guess until next week, Paul, any final words? Um, more Bon and Viv seltzers for me, please. I am the seltzer bitch and uh, I'm having a great time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>